Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Zoe Galitzis, and I coach busy working moms on how to create simpler, more relaxed lives, one doable step at a time. And on today's episode, I am excited to share a technique with you that I call low stress goal setting. So goals and achievement without the pressure. And this is episode 42, which is pretty cool. I am so glad that I started this podcast, and I'm so thankful to all of you that are listening. I think it's very cool that you are taking this time and investing it in yourself and feeling better and showing up as your best. I got a note yesterday from a new client who was talking about how the podcast had made an impact on her, and I'm so appreciative of that. I'm so appreciative of all of you that are listening. And honestly, I've kind of surprised myself by getting this far and putting out over 40 podcast episodes, not to mention starting the client program. And when I think back and I think about how did I do that? How did I accomplish that? It wasn't really about hard work. It wasn't about creating an elaborate action plan and sticking to it. It was really this unique approach to goal setting that I want to share with you today. When you think about goal setting, you might think about the quote unquote smart goal setting approach and creating action plans to achieve results. But let me share a much better way to set and achieve goals. This is a technique that's more effective and also lets you relax during the process of achieving your goal. This is also an especially effective technique when you are working towards achieving something that you haven't done before. So first, we're going to talk a little bit about traditional goal setting, what that looks like. Then we'll talk about where results really come from and the gap that is in traditional goal setting around that. And finally, we're going to talk about the way I set feeling goals. And if that sounds strange and you're not sure what I mean by that, I will explain everything in the podcast. So in traditional goal setting, you may have heard of setting quote unquote smart goals. This is a technique that's commonly talked about in the workplace, and it means setting goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And those letters add up to the acronym of SMART. So once we have our SMART goal, usually we create an action plan to achieve that goal, and then we go about measuring our success. So that is traditional goal setting, and that's probably what you're used to seeing in the workplace where you work. And also, you may think about that, the same technique you may be applying to goals you have in your personal life. And that Technique is all fine and good. It it certainly works to a point. But I want to talk more about taking that to the next level. And I want to talk about what creates results. Because the reason we set a goal, why we're setting a goal in the first place, is because we want to create a certain result. So to make sure that we're using the best technique for goal setting, we want to take a step back and talk about what really creates results in the first place. So just like you do with the action plan, actions are what directly create results. If I want to have clean clothes, I need to take the actions of putting the dirty laundry into the washer and adding detergent and then taking it out and putting it 
into the dryer and running the dryer, and then I will have clean clothes. So that's my action plan to create the result of clean laundry. But what creates actions? So we know that actions create results, but what creates our actions? And you might think of this as just, well, my to-do list creates my actions, or I create my actions through willpower. But we all know those times when we have a to-do list or we have a goal, we have actions we want to take and we don't take them, right? We've probably seen this both at work and at home. So it's not enough just to have an action plan. That doesn't guarantee that the actions will happen. And even if the actions happen, it doesn't really guarantee that the actions will be done in the right way to really achieve the result that you want. So we have to go one step further back and talk about what creates actions. It's not enough just to have a written to-do list or an action plan. That's not sufficient. And the reason that's not sufficient is because that piece of paper, the to-do list, can't create our actions. It can't move our muscles and fuel us. That has to come internally, right? Just having these external expectations and pressure on ourselves can't create actions by itself. We have to fuel that action internally. And what fuels our actions is our feelings, our emotions. I want you to think about that laundry example again. So I want you to think about a day where you're feeling energized and productive and focused and light and what you might do with the dirty laundry on a day like that, a day where you're feeling really good. And then I want you to think about another day where you're feeling exhausted and stressed and overwhelmed and scattered and what might happen with the dirty laundry on that day. We might have the same to-do list, the same goal of getting clean clothes on both days, but on a day where we're feeling really good, we're in a good mindset, we're in a good spot emotionally, we're much more likely to take that action than on a day where we're feeling kind of crummy or overwhelmed or strapped for time or whatever the feeling is. And so we can't just create an action plan. We have to look at the feelings that will fuel it too, because ultimately what creates our results is our actions, but what creates our actions is how we feel. And I want to talk about a couple of other issues and gaps that exist when we try to achieve goals just through setting an action plan. One is that a lot of times the way we get that to-do list or that action plan done is through willpower. We spend a lot of willpower and energy to push through our checkboxes and get them done. And we just buckle down and get it done. And that works in the short term, but it's unsustainable in the long term. And I talked more about this in episode 41 on relaxed productivity. So you can check that episode out if you're interested in hearing more. So that's one problem with uh, using action plans by themselves without looking at the feelings that we need to generate to create the actions is that willpower is not sustainable. The second thing is that we might have all the right steps on our action plan, but it's coming from the wrong place. If you have ever 
worked with, you know, someone trying to sell you something, like maybe you're buying a car and you have a salesperson and they're doing all the right steps in terms of showing you the car and letting you take it for a drive and talking about financing and all that. But they're doing that sale from a very kind of needy, slimy place, right? They have an emotion that's not open and thinking, oh, if they buy it, fine. If they don't, whatever. They're thinking of like feeling like pressure to really make the deal. And those actions are coming from the wrong place. And so it doesn't matter what they're doing. The emotion that they're using to fuel their actions is not attractive. It's not something that we want to buy from. And so because of that, it's not going to get them the result that they want. If you're working with a slimy salesperson who has different motivations and different feelings about that sale, you're less likely to give them the result that they wanted of you buying that car from them. So that's another problem with just having an action plan. You might have all the right steps to sell a car on that action plan, but if it's coming from the wrong place, if those actions are being generated by the wrong feeling, you won't get your result. And the last thing that is a problem with action plans is sometimes we're trying to create a result that we don't know how to get yet. We don't have the solution for it yet. I was coaching a client the other day on feeling confident as a leader, and she was in a situation where she didn't know the solution yet. But if you are reliant on an action plan, that makes it hard because you can't make an action plan for something you don't know how to do. But if you think about what feeling will fuel the actions of your finding a solution, and for her, the feeling was calm, is she knew if she could calm down, stop worrying, feel calm, that that would fuel actions of looking for solutions and, and ultimately be able to create that action plan that she needed. And so that's another place that thinking about this idea of fueling your actions with the right feeling is really helpful because you don't need to know all the steps that you need to do to solve your problem or get your result. You just need to know, how do I need to feel to be in a space where I'm going to be creative and open to solutions and figuring things out? So let's talk some more about feeling goals and how to set feeling goals, because here's what I am proposing. So we talked about traditional goal setting, that you set your SMART specific result goal, and then you have an action plan behind it. And then we talked about the problem with that, which is that although actions create our results, we need feelings to create our actions. And sometimes we don't even know what the right actions are to take. And so again, we really want to go back to that feeling. So what I love to do is instead of focusing on your result, if the, you know, clean laundry or selling a car or solving your problem at work, whatever your goal is, um, rather than focusing on that result that you want to figure out what feeling would fuel the actions you need to take and make feeling that, make creating that emotion, generating that emotion your goal. So let's talk through that one step at a time here. And so what you want to do first is still set your traditional goal. So if your goal is to get clean laundry, that's still your 
traditional goal. That's your result that you want. And then you want to think about your action plan. If, if you know it, if you know what actions those are, that would create that result. And then you want to go one step further back and ask yourself, how would I need to feel to take those actions? So how would I need to feel to take the actions of, you know, and I realize this is a silly example, but I'm doing it because probably all of you can relate. You know, how would I need to feel to take the actions of putting the laundry in the washing machine and then putting it into the dryer? And for me, it depends. And I want you to look at your own experience. But when I feel calm, relaxed, um, free, like not pressured, I feel focused, I tend to take great actions, whether it's doing the laundry or whether it's solving a complicated problem at work. And if I feel, again, if I feel distracted or rushed, like that's a good one, right? A lot of times we feel rushed. That's often a terrible feeling to take action from. If I feel rushed, I'm probably not going to start the laundry. I'm going to be running around with a chicken with my, like a chicken with my head cut off, right? That's going to be my action instead of starting the laundry. So unhurried is another feeling that fuels really great action for me. And I want you to look at your experience when you're figuring this out. And it might be different in different situations. It might be different for home and for work. But a lot of times when I'm coaching people and I ask them, what feeling would you need to fuel this action? They come up with something like excitement or confidence or happy and those may very well be the feelings that fuel your action. But I want you to consider a broader spectrum and kind of look back at when you've created really great results in your life and think about how were you feeling when you were creating those. And then again, these are examples outside of, you know, using willpower and buckling down. But think of when you were just in that really free space of creating results, you felt really good, it was sustainable, things were flowing. Think about how you were feeling when you were doing that. And those are the feelings that you want to go back to and access again. Those are the feelings that you want to set as your feeling goals. The other thing you can do is look at how you will feel when you have the result. So a lot of times people say, oh, when I get this project done, then I want to get this project done because I'll feel so relaxed when it's done. And that's a good key that feeling relaxed is actually probably the feeling you need to generate now and will help you get the project done. So that's another little trick you can do. You can ask yourself, how will I feel when I've achieved this goal? And you can actually make the goal to feel that way first and then know that that will generate the action that will fuel the action that gets you that result. So once you've identified that feeling how would you need to feel to take the action to achieve your goal? Then you can kind of just forget about your original goal, whether it's getting laundry done or growing revenue or making a sale or completing a project that your team has. You can kind of scrap that original goal and just focus on generating the feeling and trusting that the math will work out in terms of knowing that if I feel calm, that will generate the actions of creative solution finding and sticking to my plan 
and uh, going through things at a methodical pace or whatever actions you want to be taking, you know that feeling will generate those actions. And if you take those actions, you know that your result will follow. So it's really just math to get from your feeling to your action to your result. It always works that way. That's how the world works. That's how people work. And so you can focus on that feeling goal. And it doesn't mean that you don't have a project plan. It doesn't mean that you don't still have a a to-do list. But really your focus, instead of focusing on this result and pressuring yourself about this result and feeling like you can't really be happy until you get that result, you're focused just on creating the emotion that generates those actions. And you can let go of that fixation or that focus on your result goal. And I have been so amazed at how this has worked for me. This really is what has helped me uh, create this podcast and keep going with it. For me, my feeling goal is relaxed. I know that when I feel relaxed, I create amazing things. And so I don't have to be super focused on the specific goals I'm trying to create in terms of how many episodes I want to get done or when I want to get them done or what I want to offer in the client program. I can just know that if I keep my focus on feeling relaxed, that is going to be just a goldmine for me in terms of being able to produce great things. So that is how to set feeling goals. And that is my process for low stress goal setting. So to recap, traditional goal setting is focused on measurable specific result goals with action plans behind them. But what that misses is that although actions create results, we need feelings to fuel our actions. And when we just work from an action plan, we make it unsustainable by just using willpower. We might be checking all the boxes, but kind of coming from the wrong intention. Or maybe we just don't know the actions yet, and so we can't set an action plan. And so the way to solve for that is to set feeling goals by first setting a traditional result goal and action plan and then asking yourself, how would I need to feel to take those actions? Look back at your own past experience. Think about how you would feel when you achieve the result and come up with an emotion, just a one word emotion, whether it's calm or relaxed or creative or inspired, whatever it is, and make feeling that way your goal and let the rest of the pressure and the worry about the result, just let all of that go. So that, my friends, is the process for low stress goal setting. I encourage you to try it out with something. It could be a big project at work. It could be the laundry. Just pick something and go through this process and try it. All right. So I want to give a quick client program update at the end of this episode here. So if you are not aware, I have a client program that you can join by going to lifesimplybetter.com forward slash coach, C-O-A-C-H. It's $50 a month. If you join and it's not your thing, you automatically get your $50 refunded. So there's no risk. And this month we have been doing a lot of coaching calls on self-confidence. So in the program, you get to just access a library of other people getting coaching and you can benefit so much from other people being coached on self-confidence. It's so much easier when you're listening to someone else get coached. Uh, 
to really see what's happening and how to apply it to your situation versus when you're right in your own drama and have your own blind spots. And these issues are all universal. So we've talked about confidence as a mom, confidence delegating, confidence leading on a project that you haven't done before. These have all been recent topics. They're right out there on the client site for you to go and just listen to during your commute or while you're working out or however it's easiest for you. And you really get a lot of benefit from that. So again, if you are interested in joining the client program, that is at lifesimplybetter.com forward slash coach, C-O-A-C-H. All right, everyone, have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next Tuesday in July.